Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Brutally Honest Books, specifically Foodie Summer. Like I mentioned in previous episodes and on social media and things like that, the vibe for this month is The Bear, Anthony Bourdain, Kitchen Confidential, Sweet Bitter, things like that. So as you can see from the title of this episode, it is another book review. It is very different actually from the last book review this month. If you're interested in that, feel free to go back and listen. That one is a memoir. So it was very personal, very heavy, very emotional, still very well written. I actually gave it five stars, but this one is very different. There are similarities, but it is a little bit more journalistic. So let's just jump right in. So this book was actually published just in 2021. So very recently, and you will have already seen the title, but let me give like the full title. So it's Truffle Hound on the Trail of the World's Most Seductive Scent with Dreamers, Schemers, and Some Extraordinary Dogs by Rowan Jacobson. So as you can tell from the title, this book is all about truffles. And again, it is very different from the last book review I did this month because the last one was again a memoir and this one is written by a food journalist and that really comes through in the writing. Rowan Jacobson does such a good job writing about food and that's something that I would imagine would be so extremely difficult, specifically truffles. How do you describe a truffle, right? How do you describe the scent, the taste? It is something that is so elusive and this really, really unique flavor. But because he is a food journalist, he is somebody who is probably the best equipped to do this. And he does go on this journey to research the truffle. So something that I appreciate that this book really did is give a lot of factual information. Not surprising since he's a journalist, but it is something that I think is also very essential to this type of story. Very informative. He really breaks down like the different types of truffles, the different geographic regions, and just dives into all of the market prices and things like that. I promise it is not too educational. You don't get like lost in the information sauce, if you will. He does keep it very light, very topical, very entertaining, but while also giving you all of the information that you need. But if this book was just factual information, it would be incredibly boring. So something that Rowan Jacobson does is he really weaves in a lot of personal stories. And this is where it's a little bit similar, I guess, to last week's book review because it was a memoir. It's a very personal story. Rowan Jacobson does highlight a lot of individuals and some individuals he kind of dives in a little bit further and really personalizes them. You really get to know them and their association with the world of truffles, everything from truffle hunters to truffle sellers. And the common through line is that everybody is obsessed with truffles because you really have to be if you work in this world. And something else he talks about is that there's just something about the truffle that also just elicits that reaction from people. 
And I did pick this out for personal reasons. I personally love truffle flavor, but it is also something that has always fascinated me where I'm like, okay, but like, what is it? Like, I know what a truffle is. I've seen a truffle. I know what it is. I've had truffles, right? But it's like, how does it come about, right? Does it just like spring up from the earth? Like, what exactly is it? So I learned that it is a part of the mushroom family. I don't think that I knew that. Found that to be incredibly interesting. And some of you might be like, yeah, 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 no, duh. But just hang on a second. You probably don't know this, is that one of the things that kind of makes it a part of the mushroom family is those tendrils that do connect to the root of trees. And there's a symbiotic relationship between like nutrients and things like that. that They're kind of pulling from one another. But the tendrils, that's what I want to say, the tendrils that connect the roots are like, I believe, 25 times thinner than human hair. Think about that. That's crazy. So to the human eye, you really just see this like rock looking thing that just like, you know, forms under the roots of trees and things like that. Like, I don't think you can see the tendril with your naked eye, but it's there. And I thought that was incredibly interesting and kind of how it falls into the mushroom family on like a larger scale. Again, it's all in the book. So you can read the book if you're interested. I found it incredibly interesting. Again, I promise it's not too educational. It's not too heavy or too dense, but it's interesting. And again, Rowan Jacobson covers everything from, you know, truffle hunters. You learn all about the different types of truffle dogs, but he first goes to Italy and then to Croatia, and then he goes back to the U.S. and all of these places you can actually find truffles. Like I didn't know that we can actually grow truffles in the U.S. I think they're either predominantly or only in Oregon and the Appalachian region. But he goes all over. You learn about the hunters, the sellers, the growers, everything, and constantly just in this pursuit to better understand the truffle. So this book was very engaging, very interesting, and that is predominantly due to the writing style. Not surprising, again, he's a journalist, but he's also written a lot of other books about specific food topics. Like I believe he has a book about oysters. I actually might pick that one up. I think it'd be really interesting. So naturally he has a lot of experience but it is something that I still want to give him credit for because the writing is really what keeps this so engaging. I think if it was any other author, it would become really dull or it would just kind of lose you a bit. But Rowan Jacobson does a really good job of also injecting his own personal enthusiasm into the story, again, while also sharing personal stories of other individuals that he meets along the way. And something that was also really interesting about this book is he does kind of talk about an interesting thing with truffles, and this is kind of something to think about if you do read Wine Girl, which is the last book review, is that both with wine and with truffles is that there is something really interesting about it in terms of the whole like peasant versus aristocracy thing going on. Because, you know, with truffles, you have these like humble hunters, not to say that they can't make a really good living, but it's people who usually have a ton of money who are then ordering it in restaurants to be shaved over their pasta. And those people typically live a very different lifestyle to the hunters. And it's this like low class versus high class thing. Same thing with wine. The people who make the wine are typically a more like ragtag group of people. And you have like people who pick the grapes and farm the grapes, but then you have people who are ordering these, you know, thousand dollar bottles in restaurants. 
So it is something that Victoria doesn't totally explore it in Wine Girl. I think it comes up like a couple times and it is just something to think about on your own. But it is something that Rowan Jacobson in this book does touch on a little bit more explicitly. And something else that I really loved about this book that kind of made it feel really complete and put a bow on it is that ultimately it comes full circle. So again, he initially sets out and goes to Italy and to Croatia, and then he does come back to the U.S. because he is American and lives in uh, upstate New York, I believe. But the reason it also kind of comes full circle is at the very, very end. This isn't a spoiler, I promise, but he decides to try and train his dog to search for truffles in his backyard. He has no expectations. He doesn't expect to find anything. But after going on this journey, and he thought that he had to go to Italy to find truffles, right? So that's where he goes and he's trying them and meeting people. And then he's traveling all over Europe, traveling back home, meeting more growers. And then at the end of this journey, he's like, you know what? Let me just try this. And he just kind of trains his dog actually to be able to smell truffles. He doesn't have a truffle hunting dog. He has like this old, like, I don't know, maybe it's like a mutt or something like that, but a very old dog. And just for the heck of it, you know, he's like, let me just see if I can do this because that is really the heart and spirit of truffles originally. It's just this thing that naturally occurs. It's something that also connects people to nature and there's a certain adventurous vibe to it. It's just you and your dog setting out on foot, seeing if you can find this elusive, delicious thing, you know? So I thought it was really cool. And it's written really well where it just kind of puts a cap on everything. And honestly, it's a book that I just have no notes for. And in total, the book is like around... 250 pages, maybe a little less. Oh, and there are some photos in the book, which is always enjoyable, especially if we're talking about truffles and food and things like that. But he shares a lot of photos from this journalistic undertaking. So dishes he had, people he met, and some of the different like hunting dogs. But the reason that I mentioned that it's 250 or so pages is because One, that's actually a pretty short book. And two, it's like the perfect page length, just because I think that if the book had gone on any longer, then it would be too much truffle content. I think that it is like right in the sweet spot. And at the very end of the book, there are actually a bunch of recipes for different things that you can make with truffles. Everything from pasta to eggnog. The list of recipes is actually very broad. And something that I will be doing on social media is sharing the eggnog recipe. And that is one that I would be most interested to try just because I think it's the most unconventional. So if you are interested in seeing that recipe and maybe trying it yourself, be sure to follow along on Instagram or on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. Oh, very quickly, my star rating. I would also give this book five stars. This is a five-star month. It was fabulous. Obviously, you have to be interested in learning about truffles, right? So don't just pick this up being like, hmm, I don't give a shit about truffles, right? Like you have to have that interest. But if that is there, I promise this book will not disappoint. I will also be sharing other content from this book. Like I think photos of like the truffle hunting dogs. So be sure to check that out on Instagram or on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. And if you're interested, you can join our book club. It's called the Brutally Honest Book Club. It is a private Instagram account 
what we read in book club also corresponds with the monthly theme that we have here. So for foodie summer, we are reading the book Mango and Peppercorns. This is also a food-related memoir, but it is very, very touching. It is very, very moving. It's also very, very short. So if you are just now listening and tuning in, you can absolutely pick up this book and read this book and still catch up with us. So if that is something that you would be interested in, we would love to see you over there. And as per usual, the biggest way to support me and the podcast is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And again, be sure to follow along on all these social media channels. And be sure to stay tuned for the last episode of this month. It is a classics and cocktails episode. I'm going to be talking about The Great Gatsby. If you don't know what classics and cocktails is, I read a classic work of literature. I do my best to make sure it falls under the monthly theme, and I got pretty close with The Great Gatsby. You can tune in next week to hear a little bit more about how it connects to Foodie Summer. But basically, I read a classic work of literature, something that you probably read forever ago in school or you dipped out of reading it in school. And basically, I get a little bit intoxicated. I have some cocktails, have some drinks and just give a very informal, very oftentimes silly or just loose whatever summary of this book. So kind of think drunk history. I think that's the best comparison that I can give. So if you are interested in that, be sure to stay tuned for that episode next week and be sure to stick around for August. I will be announcing the theme for August, both here, obviously, and on social media as well. So be sure to stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.